Hash It Out podcast, it's a brand new podcast with myself, Harry, my co-host, CJ. Hello. And my other co-host, Aaron. How you doing? Today, we're going to be doing some moral dilemmas, so this will be fun. You'll get to learn a bit about us. So, before we get started, how has everyone been this week? Not too bad, yeah. not too shabby. Not too bad. What's everyone been up to? <laughs> Working a five-day job. Not a lot, really. Yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. Anyone got anything planned? I'm going to stand and call you next weekend, so Very we'll see nice. how that goes. Lovely. You've got your tattoo coming up soon, haven't you, Al? I have, yes. Ooh. Sounds Exciting. good. Exciting. Very. Right, so let's get cracking. So the first one. So you are at your friend's wedding just an hour before the ceremony is due to start. Earlier that day, you came across definitive proof that your best friend's spouse-to-be is having an affair with oh. the best man or maid of honour, and you catch them sneaking out of a room together looking dishevelled. If you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined and the wedding will be done. You pull the spouse-to-be aside and say, is this going to be for definite the last time this ever happens? They say, yes, they swear that it will never happen again. So, do you leave it knowing that that will be the last time and they will, your best friend will be happy in ignorance, never knowing it had happened? No. What are you doing? No, I'm telling her. I'm telling, well, that person, whether it be like girl, girl boy, whatever, they need to know because personally, in my experience, it's never just the one time. Right, and I'm sure a lot of people can vouch for that. Very I true. I think she deserves to know. Yeah, what are you doing, now? I don't think I could say anything. You know, no, they need to know how you're gonna f- live with that guilt for the rest of your life, knowing that you saw that mi- an hour before they got married. No, nah, I get plastered at the wedding. You'll never nah, know. No. You'll forget by the end no. of the day. No, no, I can't lie. I think the guilt would weigh on me a bit, and I'd yeah. have to tell them. They but need I to might, know. I might have a bit of banter. Just wait for the wedding to finish. No, just as they <laughs> say yes, or have even better fun and go. Does anyone have anyone to say? And I go, yes, I do. I've got video proof that your missus is cheating on you. No. That's the whole thing. That anyone is a shame. Exactly. I've got loads what of fun to have then. No. Cause right grief. I disagree with you both. And I've got both sets of parents going, oh, you've ruined the wedding. <laughs> and I go, look, I think that's where, where the, uh, the guy and the girl like, point of view comes across differently, really, because no. I wouldn't be able to hold that back. Mate, My mate needs to No, know. I think in my heart of hearts, I think I'd have to tell them. Yeah. But... No, uh, too, I'd like to think I could have guilt. a bit of mischief with it and be like, we. <laughs> too much guilt there. So, on to the next one. You're involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning oh in which you ha- hit and accidentally kill a pedestrian. As you get out of your car, you're, inter- you're intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed the pedestrian. You're not sure why she thinks she hit the person, but she is convinced There's only you, the woman, and the person you hit on the road. There are no witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible will probably be sent to jail. Do you confess or let her take the rap for it? Depends what you've got going for yourself, really. Do you know what I mean? No, because it's hard, isn't it? I am letting her take that straight on the chin. I've got See, a life to live. I'm not yeah, going no, down and being I, a prison I would. Bitch. I probably would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was you. But then... 
like how would you be able to sleep at night knowing that someone is in prison for your wrongdoing? Do you know what I mean? Because I'm knowing that my family are still eating good and still living good mm. because I'm all right. I'm at. I don't know her. I ain't got any loyalties to her. <laughs> she hit someone. Like I'll tell the police. Manslaughter <laughs> doesn't have that long in prison. Do you know what I mean? Like it ain't that bad. You'll be all right. Like you'll come out in a couple of uh, years. I don't know. You might struggle to get a job. That one's a sticky one, though. No, really? that's not sticky at all. No, I'm sending her <laughs> packing straight away. She's no gone. doubts. No doubts. Just no. Go. Not even. A, I'd leave the scene. I'd be like, look, here's my details. I will corroborate with the fact that you absolutely ruined that poor man. <laughs> He's on the floor dead. He's in pieces. Yeah. I've seen contortionists. I've seen contortionists in better shape (laughs) than that. You ruined him. He's done. And then I'm driving home and I'm going, you're right, darling. How was work today? I'm like, yeah, it was a bit weird. Some lady absolutely clattered a pedestrian. I've had to tell the police it was her. She was crying and everything. (laughs) What's for dinner then? (laughs) Get I'm much moving down. on. I'm moving on. <laughs> so. What's the next one? Go on. You are a doctor at a top hospital. You have six gravely ill patients, mm. five of whom are in urgent need of an organ transplant. Oh, no. You can help them, though, because there are no available... You can't help them, though, because there are no available organs that can be used to save their lives. The sixth patient, however, will die That's without a particular medicine. If they die you will be able to save the other five patients by using the organs of the sixth patient. Who is an organ donor? Are you letting them die or are you saving that one person and letting the other five go? I'm saying I lost that medicine. It's, yeah. it's, you've got to it's, weigh up how much is Yeah, it's worth. one of them things like, you know, do you, are you going to save one person over five people? Or do you even go to that sixth patient and go, look, we're struggling to get the medicine for you. Mm. But on the bright side of things, you will be helping yeah. five other people that, survive, that five other families. would need to weigh up, like, say it's a really bad condition that they've got. Yeah. Is the medicine really going to let them live their life to the fullest? Yeah. So then that's when they get to decide what they want to do. Are they, they getting back do? out and uh, mm. living it full? What do you What think? do you reckon? What would you do? I think I'd have to say the medicine's gone missing. There ain't enough yeah. medicine for yeah. the treatment. Yeah, it's like that. It's like having patients. Are you Should you tell a patient that they're going to die in the next two, three days? Mm. Or do you just go, no, nah, you're on the mend. It'll be all right. And tell the yeah. family that they're going to they're gonna go. Yeah. It's not always a guarantee, though, is it, really, with medicine? That's the yeah. thing. That's, so you've got to wear it out, ain't you? Right. So the next one. Your friend offers you an opportunity to make a great deal of money very quickly. He has arranged to set up an offshore account for your profits. He will not tell you exactly how he is making this money, but you get the impression it is not exactly legal. Mm. He only wants an investment of £500 and promises you you will have enough for your minimal investment that you will never need to work again. Do you give him the money and plead ignorant that you don't know how it's being made so it's not your problem? Do you ask him how he's doing it or do you just say I'm not getting involved? I'll give him that money. Yeah. I'm slinging him that 500 quick. Yeah. I'm like, look, I don't know. He asked me for 500 quid. He yeah, said, exactly. What you do with that money is your problem. He said he was an investment banker. He had a, he had a smart thing set up. Yeah. And then 
worst comes to worst, they go, look, mate, that money's dodgy. I go, oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, no, you um, don't know. Sorry, I, I, I can, don't know. I can give it all back. Mm. And then realistically, if you've spent most of it, what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely, mate. I'd be like, look, I can give you the investment I made. I'll chuck them a 500 quid and I'll be on my way. Yeah. yeah you can't You can't do me for that. I'll, realistically, I'm you've got no ties. Know. You've exactly. got no ties to the operation. So exactly. you've literally only just put money the in. The more you know, the more you're going down. Yep. So I'm not getting involved. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, you take my money and I'm walking on. <laughs> it's only 500. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Don't, do you know what I mean? Don't tell me what, what you're doing with it. Exactly. It's like when something yeah. falls off the back of a lorry. It definitely didn't, <laughs> but I'll yeah, take it. Exactly. That lorry is just unfortunate. <laughs> what a shame. Right, so the next one. Your friend tells you they've committed a crime. They explain that they are having trouble sleeping at night and feel you are the only one they can trust with their confession. A few days later, you read in the paper that someone has been arrested for your friend's crime. Do you tell the police what happened to clear the person's name? Tell your mate to go and confess of to what they did or just ignore it and know that you protected your friend? Hmm. See, I think this is a hard one. Yeah. Purely based on who the friend is. Yeah, if it's yeah. like someone that I've known for 10 years, then I probably wouldn't. But if it's someone that I've known... But mind you, though... It's not always about how long you know that person. And That's the thing. what crime they've done. Yeah. If they've done a murder, I'm going to be like, oh, it's a, a bit, bit, yeah. a bit dodgy. Yeah. A bit sticky, that one. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit much. Calm down. Mm. I don't know. What did he kill them for? Don't do it again. Yeah. I'll That's the thing. You've got I'll to take it, in all the facts. I'll let it slide. Just like, don't do it again. All yeah. Right? Let's not make this a Dexter <laughs> type dealio <laughs> where you do one. You yeah. think you're done with it, and then you're down B and Q looking for a new claw hammer every week. Yeah. So, mm. oh. Oh, it it very much depends. I think I could let it off the one time, but yeah. if they're, if they're repeat offender, I'm like nah, I uh, can't. Yeah. I'm See, not I now, would because then I'm complicit. I'm I'm basically yeah. doing it for them. Yeah. What I would have done is like, listen, let this one slide. I'll be mate, but don't drag me into any of this. Yeah. Like malarkey that's going on. Don't want to know about it, and then. They do it again. That's it. Yeah. Right. I think the I'm once gonna, off. Well, I think for I'd murder. Really. Murder's a bit mental. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends really mad. what I think, the crime is. Yeah, I think. Like, oh, they, you've smuggled children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. um, they definitely. The car, all right. Do you know what I mean? Like someone could buy a new Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Yeah. Mating a baby's hard. Yeah. That takes time. Mm-hmm. I can go and lease a, a Ford Escort tomorrow. Mm. Oh, do you know, that's not where I thought you was going with that. <laughs> but uh, it takes, uh, what, 12 months if you're properly fertile. Yeah. So have another kid at least. Mm. You've got prep time into that. You've got to go to nice dinners. It's expensive. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh so I, I don't think I'm doing it. I think, I mean, it depends on the crime. Yeah, definitely. Depends on the crime, I'm sending you at the dope time. Yeah. I agree with you. And the person. The crime and the person. Yeah. So, like, if it was someone I'd known for, like, a couple of weeks, I'm like, yeah, see you later, mate. I don't <laughs> yeah, know Yeah, no, you I'm not getting involved in that. around me after murder. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be locking my doors. I'd be like, <laughs> you've done a murder. Next victim. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, are you scouting me for next? <laughs> right, so the next one. You are on a cruise ship, and the ship encounters an unexpected storm. The storm continues to rage and eventually you and the other passengers are told you must head to the lifeboats and abandon ship. As people begin to line up, you realise some lines have fewer people, some have families and some seem to have younger people. 
you know you are strong and capable. Do you choose to help a group of composed of three families with a few young children, a group of seniors who obviously could use your help, or go with the young, strong people who give you a better chance of survival? Straight on that young boat. I'm straight on it. I don't have no loyalties to these people. I'm gone. I, <laughs> I, I want to live. I wouldn't go for the elderly. I wouldn't go for the elderly. Um, They're probably going to have dementia. On, yeah. They're going to forget what paddling is. With the family, is. it depends on the age of the children. Nah, if they're mate. young, all right, you didn't live long anyway. But You've got nothing to be looking forward to. <laughs> you ain't even been to Disneyland yet. Yeah, exactly. Don't They don't know what they're missing out on. So I probably, you know would, I mean? I probably would join you on the young I'm, boat. I'm going on that young boat. What are you mm. doing? What are you doing now? Uh, I think it'd be the elderly boat. Really? You're too good for your own good. I, uh, <laughs> too nice. I love old people. Um, I think they're adorable. Yeah, but do you know what else is it? <laughs> wrong like with cougars. the old people? They die. They die quick. More room. What if you're in the Arctic? <laughs> you say more room. More food supplies for you. Exactly. If you're in the Arctic, <laughs> they they suffer from the cold in the in summer. Well, you chuck them in the middle of the Arctic in like ten degree <laughs> water. It, they're dead in they're done. They're going to be complaining that they need blankets. They're missing <laughs> deal or no deal. <laughs> oh, I can understand that one. Like, yeah. it's going to take too much time. For me. I'm, I'm going to die too quick. I'm strapped down by these people. I can't do it. I'm off. <laughs> I'm off. You're letting me down. Yeah. Sandra, sort it out. <laughs> I know you've got arthritis, but keep paddling. <laughs> right, on to the next one. Your teenager has had a rough few years. First came an arrest for shoplifting. The item was of little value, so it was only a misdemeanor. Then your teen was with some friends who were smoking pot and driving too fast. Your teen has promised they are turning over a new leaf and seem to be on the right track. Doing better in school, coming home by curfew, and generally having much better attitude. Now you get a phone call from the local police station saying your son was with a group of kids who broke into a liquor store and stole beer. Do you go to the station and see how you can get your teen out of this? Or do you let him accept whatever consequences befall him? So at a certain mm. point, they've got to take that rap, haven't they? They have. Because that's how rich people become crackheads. Yes. No, they, that's they, how he's they, got, they've got to learn their lesson. But you know I mean? do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard, isn't it? Like, my parenting skills are, I don't don't mind what you do as long as it's in my house under my supervision. I'd rather you be drinking in my house at, like, the age of 16 than yeah. on the streets. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. I'd be fuming because what do you mean you broke in and stole beer? Yeah. Mate, ask me, I'll yeah. buy you a crate. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like, and yeah. beer I'm out of all same. the things you've stolen. Yeah. What's the point? Not even. You're not even getting drunk. Not even spirits. Do you know what I mean? What a letdown. Yeah. What nice. are you doing? I think I'd join you. Let yeah. Him, let him face a little bit of time. That's the thing. They've, like, they've got to learn that, like, Whatever they do, there's going to be like a consequence to it. Yeah. You can't just keep running about doing whatever you want. No, exactly. Especially after the, the old chest. I'd, I'd let him sit in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I'd let him sit in there for like a week and then, well, not probably not even a week, a couple of days. And then I'd get him out and be like, listen, you do that again. You're staying in there for however long you, you should be in there for. I ain't coming to rescue you. I think that that would end up with a fine. And I'd pay the fine and I'd be like, look, you've now got to get paper around. Get any kind of job you need, mm. and every time 
you get your paycheck, it's, it's coming, coming to me. To me, yeah. at least the majority of it to pay off that fine. Because mm. I ain't going to keep bailing yeah. you out of life. Because mm. then you never grow up. Exactly. Don't know the worth of money. Exactly. No, I get that. Right. The next one is a bit of a uh, a bit of a long-winded one. You're on holiday in Bali with your 18-year-old son and wife. You've been there for a week and you're already... Is your wife 18 as well, is your son? No, my son's 18. <laughs> oh, my wife's my age. Right, good. Just I'm, uh, that, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> Just I've getting got, that out there, yeah. She's beautiful. Um, living life. Good. I've got holiday to Bali. It's great. Good. Brilliant. Carry so on. So at least, you know, like, I'm, not, I'm not dodgy. Yeah. He's 18. That's good. All right. Just right. clearing it up. So you've been there for a week and are ready to head home. All three of you are at the airport getting ready to board your plane when an armed officer comes around with a sniffer dog. You all have your bags on a trolley, and the dog sniffs at both your wife and your bag and passes over it. However, when he gets to your son's bag, he begins to get a bit more active. Mm. You look over at your son, and he's looking a bit nervous. You know he's smoked a little bit in his past, but generally, he's a good kid, and you certainly didn't think he'd actually be stupid enough to bring it back on the plane with him. At first, you feel angry that he would do such a thing and start planning your responsibility lecture, but then you realise that you're in Bali, and they have a zero-tolerance policy on drugs, meaning your son could be jailed for life or worse, executed. And I know that's true, because I've been there. Oh. Yeah, and they have people that dress up like normal people mm. and try and sell you drugs. Yeah. So that if you buy it, you they'll done. arrest you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I had it multiple times. People come up to me and I was like, nah, I don't want to take that risk. Mm. I'm all right. It's yeah. not worth it. So if he does have some illicit materials in his bag, you look at your wife and realise she has come to the same conclusion has gone pale with fear. The armed officer, accompanied by the dog, is beginning to look more stern and with every sniff the dog takes and looks directly at you and asks you to open the bag. You do, and as the officer begins to take things out of the bag, you see your ho- to your horror that there is a small quantity of weed stashed with your son's belongings. The officer looks at you and asks, whose bag is this? You realise you have to answer, but the answer won't be easy. You see your wife in the corner of your eye. She is about to step forward and claim it as her own. What do you say? I'm being like, no, that's my kids. <laughs> that's my wife. I grafted. I've got to mm. go home and get a new wife. That's long. I ain't sitting in jail for for a little 10 bag of weed. What's the point? Mm. Why Why have I got to pay for my son being an idiot? It's hard, I'll though. Because their kid. prison's a lot like, harder over there than it is over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's no... Po- like, they take no shit. Exactly. Or drugs, especially. Oh, I don't know. Like, you go down and you go down for a long time. That's a hard one. I don't know if it is. I think I'm going... No, nah. the thing is, as a girl, you have your motherly instinct, and I think I would probably have to, as much as I didn't want to, I'd no. probably have to take the rap for it. I think, re- realistically, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's mine. And then I'm sending my kid letters every week, and you're a twat. I would, I'm sat yeah. here with some big bloke who wants to have bum fun with me. Mm. <laughs> I'm not into it, but I'm having to do it because you like... You took that, of all things, on yeah. the plane. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'll put you through private education and this is this is the brain cells you've been given. Yeah. Have a word. No. Boarding, boarding school for my child while I'm in prison. Boarding school? Yeah, no, that's um, it. I'm getting it sent to the army. Army, yeah. Um, 
doing whatever I can. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It'd be the same. I'm sending it letters with like thumbtacks attached. <laughs> so when it picks it up, it stings its hand. Oh, God. What are you calling it? An oh, it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it now. I'm sat in jail. No, like, no. I'm, I've taken a long stretch for a little bag of weed for my kid to be at home living it up. Like, there's nothing going on. Mm. Yeah. Have a laugh. Yeah, no, it's hard, that one. What are you doing? I'd probably have to take you on the chin. Save them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd be pissed, though. Either way, I'd kid, be though. fuming. Yeah. I don't care. No, as much as you would be I'd angry. I'd be raging. You'd want, you, I think you would take it. Then, there and then, you don't want the next of kin disappearing. <sighs> it's silly. It's like, I spent out all this money raising it, and then it's done me in. Yeah, I'd be raging. A he- nah, I'd be, f- <laughs> I'd be fuming. I'd be fuming. No, well, everyone, like every parent, would be fuming if their child done that. Do you know what I mean? I'd be outraged. I'd, I'd be mega, mega fuming. Mm. <laughs> right. So the next one: a madman who has threatened to explode several bombs in crowded areas has been apprehended. Unfortunately, he has plant planted the bombs and they are scheduled to go off in a short time. It is possible that hundreds of people may die. The authorities cannot make him divulge the location of the bombs by conventional methods. He refuses to say anything and requests a lawyer to protect his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. In in exacerbation, some high-level official suggests torture. This would be illegal, of course, but the official thinks that it is nevertheless the right thing to do in this desperate situation. Do you agree? If you do, would it also be morally justifiable to torture the mad bomber's innocent wife if that is the only way to make him talk, and why? So, would you be all right torturing him, knowing that there's hundreds of lives you'll save? Yeah. So you're all right to torture him specifically? Yeah. What about you? Do you reckon you could do it? Like bucket towel over Prob- the face. Probably not at first. No? At first it'd be a little... There's hesitation. It's a race against time. That's the thing. Yeah. So you've already been trying, I'd say what, say you've caught him a few hours before they're like meant to go off. So you've spent like two hours trying to get the information out of him and he's saying nothing. He's like, I played the fifth, I played the fifth, where's my lawyer? I played the fifth. Yeah. I'm not having it. You're not. I'm not telling you anything. Ever. So then you've got another two hours till they are due to go off. Yeah. And someone comes to you and goes, look, it's not realistically the, the nicest thing we'll have to do, but no, we're saving hundreds of people to do it. Could you then torture him? Yeah, that'd probably be the push. That's thing. the thing. Knowing that there's plenty of people to save. So, so you could torture him, yeah. So then he's still not saying anything. He's letting you waterboard him. He's letting you hook the car battery up to his nipples. He's loving it. He's like, <laughs> oh, I can do this all day. Yeah, and then his little wife comes in and is like, leave my husband alone. He's not done anything wrong. And he's like, I have. I've set bombs up everywhere, mate. <laughs> this old town is going boom. Mm. And then you're like, well, you like her, didn't you? Do you think you could then put her in the room as well and go, look, mate, we are going to do horrible, unspeakable things to your wife <laughs> if you don't tell us. She's going for a dip as well. She's getting car battery, mm. everything. 
I would say I would put her in a room and lo- not let him see her. And I would say that we are doing it, but obviously just not do it. I do like that, you know, like make the classic her, like, fake FBI screen. shit. Yeah. Like, make her proper like, be like, look, yeah. if you don't want him to go down and you don't want to go down as a co-conspirator, mm-hmm. sit in here and just scream your lungs out. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I'm in pain. Oh, it hurts. Mm. I think Make that's what I would think have to do. that you're in pain. I don't know. I feel like that's a smart idea. But that's the thing. So if he then calls your bluff, are you able to then sit her in the same room as him and do it to her in front of him? Knowing once again... Do I have to do it or do I just give the directions? You're still in the room and you've got to watch at least. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll watch... But I ain't doing it because she's innocent. Well, as far as we know, she's innocent. That's the thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be a hard one. I think I'd just have to be like, look, for the greater good, whack. Yeah. Lose a couple. I I wouldn't. I I wouldn't go fully. I don't think we're. I don't think we're having fingers off. I think that's a bit mental. No. I can't justify no fingers. I can't. I can't get away with that one. Take fingernails, maybe. Oh. They grow no, back. No, oh. no, no, They no, grow no. back. That is painful. But they grow back. No. You need your fingers. I would probably don't go really for really need one your fingernails. The, I would probably go for, like, you still torture, but just not, like, maybe, like, waterboarding. Lose a couple of teeth. No. Oh. Only the back oh. ones, so no. that she still looks nice at the front. How is she going to talk? You can still talk. In the same way. No. Yeah. As if you She'd can talk normally with like your teeth being I don't need her out. to speak eloquently. I just need her to... I don't need her to talk at all. Yeah, that's true. I need matey boy to talk. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, Unless she hard, has an idea you get her to talk. Oh, um, there's a little conduit. Mm. Maybe. All right. So, we're on to the last one. This is a very famous um, psychological test. Yeah, it's called the trolley problem. Mm. Has anyone heard of it before? No. Uh, it might ring a bell. It, the name kind of rings a bell. Yeah. So, you are stood. Um, there's train tracks, yeah? Oh, my God, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. five people on one track. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring this up And then earlier. there's one person on another. Yeah. And you're stood there, and there is a lever to switch the tracks because mm. there is a train hurtling at the five people. Mm. You could switch the track to the one person. Mm. So do you, knowing that you've you've chosen to do it, kill the one person, or do you let it hit the five, knowing that there was nothing you could have done at all? Because it's not your fault. It's not your fault because yeah. you didn't touch it. Yeah. It's You're kind of the same as the other one that you said earlier, isn't it? The, yeah. the doctor one. I'd probably have to go for the one person again. I don't know. I think I'd freeze. No, I would. With, I would have to because I can't communicate with the people on the tracks. With the hospital, I can talk to that sixth patient. Yeah. Like about look, it's your decision to make. See, I can save you, but you will be yeah. knowingly letting five people die. Yeah. But if you are an organ donor, I can save five people, mm. and those people will be eternally yeah. grateful yeah. to you. And no, we'll set things up for your family to be okay. Yeah. Whereas I'm just going to say... This one's see a bit difficult, isn't it? Exactly. The thing is, if, you, if you're standing there and you don't do nothing, technically you can't go down for anything because you didn't do nothing. But then if you run and pull that thing, you've you've killed that one person, so you're going to go down. Yeah. If you think of it like that. But either way, I think I'd struggle to like deal with it mentally. Oh, yeah. Anyone I would, I think, unless you're a fucking psychopath. 
But like even then, I think I'd freeze, and I think I wouldn't make a decision at all until it was too late. Yeah, I think I'd freeze. I don't think I could do it. Can you see him on the track? Yeah, you you literally watch it happen. Yeah, and they're all like workers, so they've got like you know like the big headphones on okay. to like block out yeah, like sound, the train yeah, noise. Yeah. Oh, so, so that they don't like lose hearing and that, so they can only hear each other, sort of thing. So by the time they hear the train, it's oh, already it's like already gone about to hit them. What about the people? Are they just average Joes? Yeah, yeah, just doing their job. Never done anything wrong. Like, you don't know them from anything. They're just regular people. Just, yeah, they just work on the TFL line. Uh, yeah. They're just doing their job. Got families at home. Lose the one person. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's very easy to say it until you're in the position. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. And then With I anything. think I'd freeze. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd like to say, sit here and be like, yeah. I'm switching that track straight away. But mm. I think I'd freeze. Mm. I think I'd freeze and they're all they're all gone. And then there's just that one bloke on the other side going, Dave, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Jeff, no. Phil, Phil. Do you know what I mean? They're all just like crampled up in a heap. Yeah. They're like so human soup. Yeah, I think I'd rather be haunted by one person than five though. Yeah. But then if yeah. you're putting in trigger, you're the person... Technically, that's the, the thing. Is it going to sit on your conscience? With the five that you chose to just, murder you've one. You've just watched it. You, you can't yeah, do I anything mean, with it. The whole it's me switching the lever, but I did save five people in the meantime. Yeah, mm. that's the thing. Are you going to be? I able don't to think you're think ever going to win in that situation. No, oh, there's definitely no winning. Yeah, but it's it's what your conscience will let you do. Yeah, in that time and place. But yeah, it's so hard to say, isn't it? Until you're oh yeah. in that situation. Yeah, definitely. With anything, though. Yeah. You never know how you're going to act. Exactly. It's right, hard. guys. That has been our first episode. How are we all feeling about it? Cool. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see you again next week on Let's Hash It Out. Take care. See you later. Have fun. Goodbye. So. <laughs>